And here we go. Um, it was truly a masterpiece. I don't know about all that. Ugh, absolutely the worst movie ever. Hands down, bar none, the greatest action spectacular ever. Well, uh, the other one just stuck them up. Are you asking me? I promise I'm not going to sing this time around. Welcome to the Don't Be Crazy podcast. I'm Justin Cavender, and with me as always is Mr. Zachary Rancourt. Here we discuss and dissect what makes a film absolutely amazing or just pure rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> All that we ask of each other is don't be crazy. Don't be crazy, Zach. Hello, Justin. I am doing a podcast today, and I am trying to sell magazines. Would you like to buy some magazines? I used to be addicted to crack. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. It is a good one. You got the giggle juice flowing today. I do. I am I'm hopped up on my second Dr. Pepper, and I just had two Reese's peanut butter cups disguised as Christmas trees, but I wasn't falling for it. <laughs> do you think are you one of those people that thinks that the holiday Reese's taste different than the other Reese's I don't think so no yeah neither do I but someone was trying to convince me one time they're like no 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 it's a different formula I'm like no you just get more of it <laughs> like the pumpkins are just larger so you get more peanut butter and chocolate so maybe that's what you're you're tasting but no it's like the exact same thing <laughs> yeah uh that could be true because I do feel like when I eat a, the actual peanut butter cup that I feel like I get more peanut butter <laughs> And I'm not really into it, yeah. um, but when it's like a tree or a pumpkin or something, I, I feel like there's more chocolate. So, because it seems kind of like a thin layer of of the chocolates on the yeah. cup. So, one of my favorite Family Guy uh, cutaways was when they two guys had a head-on collision. One was eating peanut butter and one was eating chocolate. They both flew through the windows, and the chocolate got into the peanut butter. And an officer comes up. He's like, "I'm Officer Reese's." <laughs> he comes and he licks it, <laughs> and he's like, "Hmm, <laughs> so, yeah. stupid light bulb." <laughs> That's probably how it was made. So, yep. yeah. <laughs> Who knows how these things get started? No, no idea. No idea on how. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. The other day, um, I was on this Kittle. Kittle on this <laughs> Skittles kick. I'm like having a mental breakdown right now. And I, I put 30 Skittles in my gut dang mouth. <laughs> that's way and too I, many Skittles. I know. I grabbed a handful. I was like, well, that's a lot. And then so I, I was like, I wonder how many that is. So then I, I counted. And then it was 30. Well, it was oh 29. God. I was like, I can do 30. <laughs> so I grabbed one more. And then I put 30 goddamn Skittles in my mouth. It was crazy. <laughs> how Took a minute. You, <laughs> how did you chew that? Yeah, because I, whenever I chew Skittles, if I have like five or six in my mouth, they take forever because they're not soft. And oh. they like make my mouth all raw. They're delicious. But oh, man, they're tough. <laughs> yeah. They used to call <laughs> What? I didn't hear anything you said. <laughs> They used to call me. <laughs> oh my god! I was gonna say what I was saying, Zach. <laughs> is they used to call me Chompers, <laughs> but that's not true. <laughs> I started thinking about they used to call me Buzz. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got straight straight B's. <laughs> call me Buzz. <laughs> I used to every class. Got straight A's. <laughs> <Call me Ace. laughs> So I started thinking of that as I was about to say chompers, and I started laughing. <laughs> and I was laughing. And I laughing. was laughing and laughing. Oh my oh, gosh! Boy. Well, it's a good so, thing yeah. we're doing a comedy today because we are in la- laughy mode. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, oh I dig it. I, I needed that. I got a lot of a lot of energy. Yeah, this I has like been it. a crazy week, and I'm glad that it's over. Heck yeah, man! It's Friday. Got to get down on Friday. Yeah. Party in the front seat, kick it in the back seat, or is it reverse? <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I never know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I take the party with me. There you go. Gotta get dressed, gotta go downstairs, gotta eat cereal, <laughs> go to the bus stop. <laughs> she was like telling us her day. It's, it's quite an incredible song, to be honest oh, with you. I can't believe it got popular. She's a busy little bee. <laughs> she is. <laughs> anyway, so what have you been watching? Uh, not a whole lot other than WWE. I've just been watching oh a gosh. shitload of WWE. It's still playing in the background. I today though, Justin, I watched the '97 Survivor Series, the uh, Bret Hart versus um, uh, HBK Heartbreak or Shawn Michaels, the Montreal Screwjob when mm-hmm. Bret Hart loses very controversially. And oh it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. I remember seeing it on TV, well, on pay per view. Um, but I, I was too young to really understand. And, you know, seeing how pissed off Shawn Michaels is at 
at Vince and just, I mean, to do it in Canada too, like what a piece, dude. But that was the, the catalyst to what started basically the Attitude Era in the WWE. So very, very fascinating. But it was, um, it's a good one, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm loving the old WWE. The storylines are awesome. It's just absolutely yeah. absurd how popular wrestling was and for good reason. I mean, it was just, it was drama filled, you know, and some of the falls for as, as I hate when people say wrestling's fake because sure it's scripted, but some of the shit, like I just watched the mankind match with Kane and he gets thrown like six feet from the ring onto his back onto like a thin mat, you know, around the ring. That's maybe as thick as uh, like PE school mats. And I mean, you're still landing on concrete. It's, it's absolutely insane. I'm like (laughs) any, any other person who did that would probably be in a lot of pain. So yeah, I feel like fake is a misnomer. Scripted is probably better. Scripted is a lot better because they're definitely getting hurt at times. (laughs) Dude, it's, it's insane. Any, all the chair shots, anything like that, you're still getting hit in the head with a chair. Or like when like under, what was it like Undertaker and Mankind and on the steel cage and he's like, goes through it and yeah, that was Survivor Series, I think 98. So the following year and yeah, he throws him from the cell. I mean, you you can't fake that. That shit was, (laughs) I watched that on pay-per-view and I was just like, is he dead? Yeah. (laughs) Did he die? It was, it was one of the greatest matches of all time, I think. But yeah, so I've been watching a lot of that. But what what have you been watching? I haven't been watching anything. I've just been working like a madman. Uh, I have The Office on. It's been kind of plowing through that on season six now. And uh, yeah, that's that's it. Very that's cool. Um, are you ready to talk about this week's motion picture show? I am indeed. Okay, so last week we did a comedy and I didn't really laugh. This week we did another comedy and I laughed <laughs> a lot. <laughs> And I'm very excited about this one. This one is Twins. And uh, it came out in 1988, even though notes would say otherwise. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Directed by one Ivan Reitman, who you might know from the Meatballs there and Stripes and Ghostbusters, Kindergarten Cop, Dave, Evolution, and Junior. That's a good one. Barty Crouch Jr. He got his own movie. Yeah. He's pregnant. He's always <laughs> licking his lips and stuff. He's a de- he's a Death Eater. Despite being a Death Eater, he got his own movie. Yeah. It's written by William Davies, William Osborne, Timothy Harris, and Herschel Wingrod. How about that? Cast includes one Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Kelly Preston, who is amazing. Oh man, she's beautiful. Devastated Ooh. when she passed away. Yeah. Sad. Chloe Webb, Marshall Bell, and Bonnie Bar- Bartlett, I guess. Bartlett. Yeah. Uh, Marshall Bell, that's the, that's the fellow that's in all the, he's, um, he's not quite the, the Robocop yeah. movies. <laughs> What's uh, yeah. that guy's name? Who's the, <clears throat> the director that you like? Oh, uh, um, Paul Verhoeven. Verhoeven. Yeah. That's yeah. Name. Um, yeah, he's a, uh, he's Quato in that. Yeah. And he's also in Starship Troopers. Um, he would play General co- Owen. Yeah. He's the coach in, or the. The PE teacher in Elm Street. That's two. right. Yeah, yeah. He goes to the to the gay club and he gets yeah. like hit with a towel in the thing. So yeah, Marshall Bell's been in a lot of stuff, but yeah, he's he's Quato in uh, Total Recall, mm-hmm. kind of. He's a he's a mean dad in Stand by Me. He is. Mm-hmm. Who's like dad? Should have been you. He's oh uh, yeah yeah the yeah, main yeah. he's the main kid's he's dad. Like, Should have been you. Uh, who's that kid's name? Will Wheaton instead of yeah, <laughs> instead of uh, <laughs> yeah, instead of John Cusack, yeah. he had a chance to go play football at Harvard or wherever he was going to go. Yeah. <laughs> he's in a lot of stuff. He is in a ton of stuff. Oh my is god, it? he's in Digstown. I love Digstown. I don't know what that is. We haven't done that movie. So James no Woods is. is in it. It's James Woods and Louis Gossett Jr. and Oliver Platt and Bruce Dern for crying out loud. And it is so fun. I love this movie so goddamn much. And I don't even know how you could watch it now. It was on Prime for a while, but holy shit, it's a boxing movie. And it's this giant con job. And James Woods has got a con going with Louis Gossett Jr. and Oliver Platt and this against this whole town that, uh, that uh, Louis Gossett Jr. character, his name is uh, uh, Honey Roy Palmer, could take on any 10 Digstown men in a single night and uh, in a boxing match. 
And it's so fucking good. I love it. Even my brother-in-law, anytime it's on TV, he'll just watch it from where it came on. <laughs> it's funny. It's one of those movies that's just a lot of fun. Sweet. So check it out. Digstown. Digstown. Anyway, but that's not twins. We're here to talk about twins. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so critical reception was not kind. This is a whopping 43% on the old tomato meter there. And that makes me sad. But um, I will say that I was surprised that someone from Chicago actually enjoys this movie. And that is one Gene Siskel. And he says, Schwarzenegger is amusing as a fish out of water in a land full of sharks. Ooh. Uh, but then Michael Williamton from the Los Angeles Times... He says, Twins starts with an overblown fairy tale quality that seems as if it should work. But by the finish, the movie collapses on the shoulders of the stars. It works because they both showed up and delivered the goods and kept their end of the deal. Wow. That's not right. David Kerr <laughs> from Chicago, he says, For all its uh, geniality and gushing goodwill, Ivan Reitman's Twins remains an advertising campaign in search of a movie. <laughs> That's just Jeez. mean. <laughs> Who talks like that? Honestly. People from Chicago, apparently. I guess. <laughs> Too much deep dish pizza. Yeah. One of them soupy pizzas. <laughs> Not working. Um, so the budget was $15 million. And in the United States, it did $111 million. Opening weekend, it did $11.1 million, which is great. And then worldwide, you're looking at $216 million. It's a lot of money, for, especially for a comedy, especially for and, a $15 million comedy. In $1988. <laughs> yeah. It's like $220 million now. <laughs> yeah. It's probably a lot, a lot more now. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a ton more. Yeah. So, uh, fun facts. The money was not available to pay for uh, to the two main stars, uh, and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. And the director, uh, Ivan Reitman. Let me start over. Okay, the money was not available to pay to the two main stars and the director their normal fees. So Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito, and Ivan Reitman, they decided to split up a percentage of the gross profits between the three of them and ended up making more than they would have made uh, taking their fees up front because the film was such a hit. So that we've heard about that, too, where people uh, make deals. I think Jack Nicholson has done that on some movies, too, where he takes cuts of the mm -hmm. film. And I think Scarlett Johansson was the most recent one to do that for uh, Black Widow which I saw and I forgot to tell you about that for what I watched. And I actually, I, I really enjoyed the hell out of black widow. I thought yeah, it was awesome. So, so many pockets. Yeah. It was funny. I know she's like Bozer and she shakes. Yeah. She's like, Ugh, I don't yeah. like <laughs> she was funny. Yeah. Crimson I, dynamo. Yeah. He's like, it fits. <laughs> He's, uh, he was fun. He was funny. We got family. But, um, yeah. So, so, uh, I mean, a lot of actors will do that. They take, uh, you know, a smaller salary and then, um, they'll, they'll profit share, which, is a pretty good idea, but you're also betting on yourself. And I think this movie, you know, was one of the most successful ever. In fact, Schwarzenegger got 20% of the profits. He made $35 million through international sales, video and DVD sales and TV screenings. He earned more money from the movie twins than any of the Terminator movies from any of the Terminator movies. That's absolutely insane because that might be his most known IP where people know him from, but this was his, most successful film dollars wise 35 million a <laughs> what a what a smart guy he should become governor someday yeah <laughs> um arnold schwarzenegger decided to do the film because he thought he'd be great in a comedy and wanted to go beyond making action movies i think he was right yeah. he was funny <laughs> he was really funny yakety yak don't talk back <laughs> I also had the birthday. <laughs> yeah, I had birthday too. So, <clears throat> synopsis for anybody who has not seen the movie Twins. Julius and Vincent Benedict are fraternal twin brothers who were, were with the result of a secret experiment carried out at a genetics laboratory to combine the DNA of six fathers in order to produce the perfect child. To the surprise of the scientists, the embryo split and the twins were born. The mother, Mary Ann Benedict, was told that Julius died at birth and not told about Vincent at all. Vincent was placed in an orphanage run by nuns in Los Angeles and believed uh, his mother abandoned him. With no one but himself to rely on, Vincent seduced a nun, escaped the orphanage, and later became an indebted small-time criminal. Julius was raised on a South Pacific island by Professor Werner, one of the scientists from the experiment, who put him through intense physical training and extensive study. Both believed Mary Ann died during childbirth. 
Each twin was unaware of the other's existence. On the twins' 35th birthday, Werner finally tells Julius about Vincent. With Werner's blessing, Julius proceeds to Los Angeles to find his brother. Julius eventually tracks Vincent down in jail, where he is being held for unpaid parking tickets and driving with an expired license. Julius bails Vincent out, but Vincent does not believe his story and abandons him in a parking lot. Julius pursues Vincent to his workplace and finds him being beaten up by Morris Klein, one of the one of the three <laughs> Lone Shark brothers, the Klein that, boys, <laughs> the Klein boys that Vincent owes twenty thousand dollars to. Julius subdues Morris, earning Vincent's trust and respect. He later meets Vincent's girlfriend Linda Mason and enters a romantic relationship with her sister Marnie. Over dinner, Vincent shows Julius a document he stole from the orphanage that shows their mother is still alive, but believing that she abandoned him at birth. Vincent shows no interest in finding her. Believing that their mother may have also been lied to, Julius tracks one of their six fathers to the address on the document. The father directs Julius to Dr. Mitchell Traven, uh, Werner's colleague in New Mexico. Vincent steals a late model Cadillac from a parking garage run by his buddy to sell to a chop shop and finds a prototype fuel injector in the trunk that was to be delivered to industrialist Beetroot McKinley in Houston in return for $5 million. Vincent decided by uh, Trey Wilson, who's like a total character actor, and you've seen him in a thousand things. He looked really familiar and I couldn't pinpoint what I saw him in, but I was like, I think I've seen him in something, but I don't know. He died um, shortly after this was released, he died in 1989. Oh, he was only 40 years old. Well, that's fucking sad. Yeah. Not a fan of that. Um, <clears throat> Vincent decides to pose as the delivery man, Mr. Webster, and the, and deliver the fuel injector himself so he can collect the money and pay off his debts. He reluctantly allows Julius, Linda, and Marnie to accompany him to New Mexico to find Traven, while Webster begins pursuing Vincent. In the process, he encounters the Klein brothers and shoots them in the legs as a warning to keep away from Vincent. In New Mexico, Traven reveals the truth to the twins, pointing out that Julius resulted from the best genes and spitefully denouncing Vincent as having come from the useless genetic material, leaving Vincent distraught. After Julius angrily threatens him, Traven directs them to Santa Fe, where their mother lives in an art colony. Julius convinces Vincent to regain his spirits, and they continue the journey. On the way to Santa Fe, the twins are accosted by the Klein brothers, <laughs> but they fight them off for the last time. At the art colony in Santa Fe, a gardener informs Julius and Vincent that their mother has died. They leave unaware that the gardener was in fact Mary Ann, who did not believe their story, having been told she only had one son who died at birth. Abandoning Julius and the girls in New Mexico, Vincent heads to Houston alone to deliver the prototype to Beetroot. Julius chases after Vincent, sensing his whereabouts thanks to twin telepathy, and finds him seconds after the exchange with Beetroot. Webster appears and kills Beetroot and his bodyguard, demanding the money from Vincent. Julius intercepts Webster, allowing Vincent to escape, but Vincent returns and agrees to give Webster the money to save Julius. Webster decides to kill the twins anyway just for having seen his face, but Vincent, at Julius's subtle prompting, kills him by dropping a heavy chain onto him and burying him. Julius and Vincent return both the prototype and $4 million, with Vincent skimming $1 million, math, (laughs) and uses a $50,000 reward to pay off Vincent's debts and start a consulting firm. Their publicity reaches the art colony, and Mary Ann learns that her sons are alive. She violently confronts Traven for concealing the truth, and then tracks Julius and Vincent down to their workplace where they share a warm reunion. Sometime later, Julius and Vincent marry Marnie and Linda. Both marriages produce twin children, and the couples are last seen meeting their mother and Professor Werner on an outing. And that is twins. 1988 Man. twins. So it's funny because this movie, I'm a huge Arnold fan. And my buddy John was like, oh, you should do an Arnold movie. And we did do another Arnold film, but it happened to be twins, not <laughs> Predator or not, you know, True Lies or anything. But it's it's uh, I don't think I've ever seen this movie through its entirety. It's It's one of those ones that I've seen bits and pieces of. So it's been a very long time. But when did you first see twins, Justin? And what were your thoughts when you saw it? Yeah, so I actually saw this movie in a theater, uh, which is crazy to think about. Uh, I saw it twice in a theater. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's absurd. But uh, I loved it. I thought it was so funny. I, obviously, when I was a kid, I didn't get all the jokes. But watching it uh, over and over and over again, this movie, I, I know completely by heart. And I, I love it so much. I think it's so funny. And I think it, it's interesting that the synopsis was like two hours long because we... We did a movie not too long ago, and the synopsis was like five seconds. <laughs> we're I like, know. wow, that was quick. Yeah. And then this is a 90-minute movie, and and that was like the whole movie. It was crazy. Yeah, sometimes these, w- these Wikipedia synopsis are just 
I mean, people put like every detail and I'm like, yeah, you could probably cut that out, Judd Apatow. Like, yeah, <laughs> cut a little bit of that out. It might have so. been Halloween or something. It was something that we did recently where the finale yeah. was like two seconds long. Like, well, yeah, all right. I think that's actually right. Because we were like, oh, huh. <laughs> the <Yeah. movie> was... <laughs> that's it. You just walk yeah. down the street, went to his house and credits. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I think this movie is so funny. Uh, we were talking last week about uh, I like comedy to just be like timeless and, and be fun and it doesn't matter if i watched it when i was a kid or an adult and i just laugh uh side splitting laughter and i feel like that's what this movie does it it really delivers uh, maybe it's just nostalgia because i liked it so much when i was a kid but i think this movie is fucking hilarious and um i was so excited to watch it again for this week's podcast i've this movie was so surprisingly funny and I was I was literally just chuckling watching it because I think Arnold I'm glad he went into comedy because he does the very good like innocent naive big huge guy baby Huey sort of thing mm-hmm. he's running around with his shorts and his shin high socks and his chucks he's just like looking around everywhere and you know, sport coat, <laughs> sport coat, grabs a hot dog, eats half of it, gives it to a homeless guy, has a <laughs> slice of pizza, has a burger. He's just like eating all this shit. And oh, man, it's it's so funny. And I love that kind of fish out of water sort of um, storyline, especially if it's pulled off really well. But just the, the 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 timing between both of them, the comedic timing between both of them and how different they are, like Danny DeVito's four foot ten and Arnold's like six, six. So <laughs> he's this monster of a man in. I think that's such a novel idea to begin with. You know what I mean? It's it's so different. Yeah, that's what works best with um, with like the buddy cop sort of situation is just having two very opposite characters uh, finding chemistry. It always works. I mean, whether it's Lethal Weapon or it's fucking uh, what's the the Jackie Chan? Oh, uh, Rush Hour. Rush Hour. Yeah. Yeah. Can think of it. Excuse me. Um, you know, just two very polar opposite personalities always seem to mesh well together on screen. Absolutely. I'm two days from retirement. I'm getting too old yeah. for this shit. <laughs> right. Chris Tucker is so fucking funny in, in uh, Rush Hour movies, too. Don't you ever touch a black man's radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, my God. That's uh, my impersonation of Michael Scott impersonating Chris Tucker. Right. So. <laughs> Don't you ever touch a black man's radio. <laughs> yeah. I saw on the news, or at least maybe it's on Twitter, I saw that uh, Mel Gibson's going to direct Lethal Weapon 5. Yeah. What is that all about? How come people know. are still giving that man a platform? Yeah, I don't fuck that guy. He's, uh, yeah. he's, he's quite a piece, but... <laughs> I don't really know. I don't know if I want to see it. I do love the Lethal Weapon movies, but ugh, he's a he's a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I want to ask you, Justin, because this movie's called Twins, do you know any real life twins? If you do, do they ever do any weird things like finish each other's sentences or do they have twin telepathy? Uh, gosh, so I guess I guess I do know twins. Uh, uh, I, I have cousins that are twins, but I don't really know them as people. <laughs> they're, they're still kids. <laughs> and then um, I had some twins in my class when I was a kid, uh, Stacy and Tracy, which is a th- weird that like maybe that's a thing where the names just have to kind of rhyme. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't like that. That's like a Simpsons <laughs> thing. <laughs> Simpsons did it. And um, yeah, so I haven't I haven't known too many twins in my lifetime, but I've read some fun stories and seen some interesting documentaries on twins. But um, I can't speak to it, unfortunately. But I wish that um, you know I, I could have a deeper understanding. I do think it's really sad when um, I see like in a movie where a twin passes away and then the other twin just kind of feels incomplete. You know, that just makes sense to me. Like half of their person is just gone, you know, and that yeah, makes me sad. Absolutely. And I actually know, I mean, so I have um, uh, two nephews who are twins and then I have two cousins who are twins. And so like I grew up around the cousins um, and they were doing everything together too. But yeah, it would, it would be very much like a you hit pause and then the other one picks up right where that one left off sort of thing. So they were in sync a lot. Uh, there were times that they were completely out of sync. I don't know if they were reading each other's minds for for things, but, you know, they, sh- they shared so much time together. And I've dated women who were twins and they would say, you know, like my sister's my best friend. We do all these things together and uh, we we do have this kind of 
like something's wrong, I should call them sort of thing, um, call it ESP or something. And <clears throat> I, so I, I'm always curious and I've always kind of thought in my weird shower thoughts about this where maybe I was separated at birth, like with my twin brother and somewhere down the road, I'm going to run into somebody and they're going to look exactly <laughs> like me, very much like a parent trap moment, you know, when I'm away <laughs> yeah. at summer camp. Let's uh, get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know how to handle it, but it would be it would be fascinating to, to see for sure. I've definitely seen people who look like me, but not I mean, I know what I look like, so it um it it would be really really weird and i guess in this sense fraternal twins they don't need to be they don't need to look exactly the same um right yeah i mean i dated a gal and, and she had a twin brother um i did i never thought they looked the same at all but and they couldn't have been any different it was weird they were just completely different so um i think it kind of just depends i think they took a lot of uh a lot of liberties with this with the whole hey this is your car vincent and that kind of stuff and he like, comes back julius you know um, yeah, so when someone, you know, when he, when he goes to the house and he's like, you named your cat Julius. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that to anybody that has a cat, even if it doesn't matter. They could tell me their cat's name is like Fickleforth or Winklebottom. And I'm just like, you named your cat Julius. <laughs> and they're like, no, I, I just told you what the name was. <laughs> Did you not just hear me? It's Crookshanks, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny. <laughs> he's just so excited. Yeah, he was. They're, they're brothers brothers for life. He has a very genuine way. Like his approach is very genuine in his acting when it comes to this movie. I think like, that's why that's why I loved it so much is mm-hmm. because he has this kind of boyhood wonder, right? You right. Know, he's, he's walking around. He's like, oh. And when he has sex for the first time <laughs> and his face is just it's yeah. an awkward smile. <laughs> it's it's so great. And I, I like it a lot. Um, but yeah. You know, and, and we've definitely discussed the acting merits of Arnold Schwarzenegger before on, on the other podcasts we've done. We did Total Recall. Uh, I think that's it. We did Was something else. I swear, I think we've done other ones. Well, we were going to do Last Action Hero, but I hated the movie. <laughs> <laughs> hated it. Uh, so, but we have discussed his merits before. And he's a mega huge superstar known for all his famous one-liners, his I'll Be Backs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, he's he's just this big, huge bodybuilder, muscle man. And... Um, insane action scenes where he like throws a spear through someone and says stick around it's a knife (laughs) it's a knife (laughs) what i want to know is if if roles like julius uh where he can be funny and stuff if that proves that arnold schwarzenegger is actually a underrated legit good actor and if so why is he so funny let's expand on what we were talking about sure so i think for this movie what works is you know arnold's always had this accent forever you know like like literally like he just showed up here from from like <laughs> Austria, Austria, like yeah. yesterday kind of thing. And so <laughs> yeah. uh, I think that helps. Uh, and then, you know, having this this goofiness about him, I think really works like it, it in this particular role. It really sells that he is an outsider in Los Angeles. And uh, you said and so did Gene Siskel of a fish out of water story. And that's exactly what Arnold strikes me as in almost everything. It, it never makes sense um, just looking at him in, in whatever, unless he's fucking Conan or like the Terminator, <laughs> yeah. then it doesn't make sense. Even like these later movies where uh, there's that one where he's like a, a sheriff in a town and there's like a drug deal that's going down and they're trying to get rid of this guy. I forget what, like the last stand or the yeah, stand. Exactly, yeah, exactly. But if I saw this big ass sheriff dude... <laughs> I wouldn't like back talk him or anything like that. I was like, who the fuck is this big ass guy? Um, so early kindergarten cop, you know, it's another one too, where you're, he's really funny in that, but he's also out of his element. It's of course he doesn't know how to be a kindergarten teacher. Who, who knows how to do that? Kids are crazy at five years old. So I, I honestly think that you could put in, not necessarily insert any rando in that role, but so many people would just feel uncomfortable and, and out of place in those situations. So I think for his comedy bits, what works so well is that he is a fish out of water in, in so many of those cases. Mm-hmm. So where it works, but I mean, you're right. He is, he's got a, a charm to him and he's, he's funny. Like I think he's hysterical in true lies. That movie's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Have you killed anybody? Yes, but they were all bad. <laughs> all bad. Yeah. <laughs> and like when he has like, yeah, he's like the true serum running through yeah, him. And it's a snow cone man. <laughs> oh man yeah he's no he's so good in that movie and i think i mean and i would eventually like to do true lies because i i think that is the ultimate arnold schwarzenegger movie because 
it's the pinnacle of what he can do as an action star and what he can do just as an actor. He's mm-hmm. so funny in it and he's so good at every scene in every scene in that film. And I absolutely love it. I can't get enough of true lives. I watch it. Uh, so I've seen it so many times and I think it's fantastic, but yeah. And every, yeah. and everyone in it is really good. Yeah. You know, it's one of Jamie Lee Curtis's best roles, Tom Arnold, <laughs> fucking Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton's in the movie for like four minutes hey, and it's amazing. Cause it's, cause it's cause you. you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, he's so funny. <laughs> Natasha. Holy shit. <laughs> Tortoise. And just like James Cameron just knows how to make a fucking movie, dude. Oh, That's yeah. all there is to it. The Except guy for Avatar. <laughs> is a, just a really good storyteller. Absolutely. I, I, I completely agree. He's, he's a pretentious fuck, but that's okay because he can back it up. Yeah, totally. He walks I, the walk. I, I agree. Um, it's it is uh, his accent has a lot to do with it because even him just saying cookies, like yeah. it's, it sounds so different. Yeah, I'm looking forward to tossing them. <laughs> yeah. But and he he delivers things in in, in a very um, controlled manner. It's not talking fast or anything like that. So I think that's what's so wonderful about it. it it's kind of interesting that his first role really didn't have any lines, like Hercules in New York. He didn't have any lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then same with Conan. He had like, what, five lines basically in the whole movie? Yeah. Yeah. He calls a couple people by their name. And one of them is Wizard. (laughs) (laughs) That's also the descriptive term for that person. (laughs) It is their job title. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty funny. But like, uh, you know, you mentioned when he doesn't really say anything fast. And one of my favorite fast lines ever from him is in Total Recall when he's like, consider the divorce. <laughs> yeah. Consider like, the divorce. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? Yeah, it's pretty funny. I love it. Oh, man. He's so good at one-liners, too. He's, he is. He is the king of one-liners, man. I you swear can, to God, yeah. You could probably watch... I mean, one, oh, it takes all of three seconds to say a line, and you could probably watch a 10-minute video <laughs> on his one-line yeah. <laughs> from movies. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, he's so great. Yeah. And then, hey, Benny, screw you. Oh, we did Total Recall, too. Also, that's what we did. Didn't I? You said that one first. Oh, you're right. So we only have done Total Recall. Damn. And now twins. And And twins. And and twins. twins. (laughs) So he... I think he he's he's so funny and I really like the fact that he can do this kind of stuff. And I mean, he he's a super mega star, so he brings the star power. And so it's not surprising that, you know, this film made over 200 million worldwide. But I really think those critics were were not paying attention to what he was doing. He was great in it. He was funny. Stallone tried to do it when in don't or no stop or my mom will shoot. And he sucked. He got funnier in the Rocky movies. Like I loved him in Creed. He, he plays yeah. that kind of, you know, Cena. Well, yeah, well, yeah, when it's like club. a subtle. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. So when it's, yeah, he like looks up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Stallone, you know, he has some pretty terrible movies. Yeah. Um, and he realized that he wasn't all that funny. He did a he did a joke about that, like on a talk show. Or he's like, yeah, I want to do all these comedies, but it turns out I'm not that funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> self-awareness, that's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Arnold, Arnold's crushing it, dude. And I, and I like his, you know, his you talk about his facial expressions, you know, there's this, there is a glare in his eye where it looks like he's really having a good time. And he's, and then it comes across as genuine. And I believe every second of this movie, when he's just walking around, just being excited to have a brother. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. He, I mean, he did a really good job too. When he's telling Vincent, he's like, you know, uh, I was n- nurtured and loved and you weren't. And he's like, I'm the missing piece to you and you're the missing piece to me. And I thought that was a really touching scene. Mm-hmm. And he did a really good job with it. So, 100%. Yeah born to be bad <laughs> you know you mentioned um you mentioned stop or mom will shoot and that ended up being like a, a prank did you hear about that yeah yeah yeah. because uh stallone heard that arnold was gonna do it right right or... but, arnold, but arnold so aren't they they gave arnold the script first and he's like this is the worst fucking movie i've ever read he's like consider this a divorce <laughs> yeah and he's like like well we're thinking about asking stallone to do it he's like oh tell him i want to do it so then so then they they go to stallone and they're like hey so so if you don't want to do this movie, uh, you know, Schwarzenegger, he's totally, he's totally on board. He'll do it. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? So then he's like, oh, yeah, of course I'll do it. I'll do it right now. And then so they hire him and it's like the worst movie ever. <laughs> Arnold- <laughs> they kind of had like that uh, that yeah, sort of rivalry, rivalry going on. Yeah. yeah. And Arnold used to do that a lot. So um, Pumping Iron is like one of my more favorite documentaries. I was big into bodybuilding body and um, Arnold's like a god basically to anybody who lifts. And Pumping Iron, you know, he's such a cocky asshole in that movie, but he he fucks with Lou Ferrigno in it. 
And it's so funny because just the shit that he does, he's like, how amazing would it be if I won my ninth Mr. Olympia? Like me on stage. <laughs> they're having dinner, like lunch with Lou Ferrigno and his dad. And they're just looking at him like this smug motherfucker just talking about himself. But he's psyching out Lou Ferrigno. And it's, and you know, they're working out backstage. He's like, hey, Louie, look at that. Louie, Louie. <laughs> he's so interesting, but I, he's a cocky ass guy. But um, I, I really enjoyed what he did in film. And I mean, I think there's more than just, him destroying people and flexing more so than commando, which I actually, I'm not a huge commando fan, honestly, but yeah, predators where it's at for me. I don't know. It's, it's still fun. It's still a fun movie, but yeah, I don't know. I saw this thing where it showed that that Bennett guy, his chain mail is really like a sweater. That's just like painted. No, he's not even wearing real chain mail. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. How funny is that? That's very interesting. They couldn't get chain mail. <laughs> well, I think it was just a heavy and, and and obnoxious and a chink 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 sounds and wow. It's just like, yeah, but we just yeah, we just wear a sweater. What does he say to Bennett? What's his line doing? Let off some steam. Yeah, Bennett. let off some steam. Hey, see you at the party, Richter. He like has like a total <laughs> breakdown too. He's like, he's like, I don't need no gun. <laughs> at the end, yeah, he like yeah. throws it. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so funny. It's crazy. Really I do want, ridiculous. I do want to talk about Danny DeVito, Vincent. Uh, he's one of those jack of all trades kind of actors. He's been in so many different things. He's a fantastic voice actor. He's very comedic. Uh, albeit he doesn't have all the starring roles. He he still leaves a really good impression and, and almost everyone in the world knows who he is. He seems like he can basically do no wrong. And I consider him a legend. He has over 142 acting credits to his name. Uh, do you have any favorite works of Danny DeVito? Sure. Um, so I like him in Taxi, the sitcom that was on in the 70s and 80s. Um, he was great in that. Uh, I think he's Louis De Palma, I think was his name. <laughs> and then I like, uh, of course, Oswald Cobblepot. I like him. As, Ooh, uh, yeah, Penguin that's a good one. Batman Returns. Um, freaking uh, another one that I like. Uh, I like him as Phil in um, Hercules. Yeah. Animated. Um, and get shorty. I like him as um, Martin Weir. He's he's this the very talented Martin Weir that everyone's trying to get for their motion picture shows. And uh, he's a lot of fun. They're trying to get. He's also yeah. in Space Jam. He plays the alien, the voice of the alien. That's right. The, That's the bad right. guy. I forgot his name. Uh, he's in Matilda. I grew up watching that movie because I like Roald Dahl and I read the book a lot. So I loved the movie. But yeah, he plays the dad and Rhea Perlman, his wife. I don't know if they're married anymore. I think they still are but she plays the mom too and they were just really good in it um but yeah um i i and then obviously you know it's always sunny i love him and it's always sunny i think that's fantastic la confidential was another one too that i really liked him in he played the narrator and then he was only in it uh he was in bits and pieces of it yeah, but he I, was I he was the the, the like the radio journalist yeah there yeah. you go off the qt and very hush hush very hush hush and he was the lorax Forgot about that too, right? It was the Lorax in that Dr. Seuss movie. So, um, oh, and then also Big Fish. I really like him in Big Fish too. He played the uh, circus guy, the ringling bro guy. And um, turns out he was real. So I enjoyed that. I'm the ringleader. I call the shots. Yeah, there you go. Brittany. (laughs) (laughs) It's Brittany, bitch. Yeah, it is. So, uh, but I, I do like Danny DeVito. I thought he did a good job. He's so interesting. Just the shit that he he says yeah. in this movie and does. <laughs> when he gets the ticket for parking in a handicap zone. He's yeah. Like, he's like, yeah, your car is parked in a handicap zone. So do I look normal to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's <laughs> you don't have a sticker or a black and sticker. Ah, you don't need a sticker. <laughs> so funny. Do I look normal to you? <laughs> Oh, sorry. That's a funny one. And when, when the husband comes home and the wife's like, oh, no. And he pops up. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So, Justin, you have two awesome and amazing sisters who have scared the shit out of you, made you laugh and probably teased you a time or two when you were younger. Have you ever wanted a brother, though? Uh, what would you do or how would you feel if you found out you had a long lost brother like Herb Powell from The Simpsons, and you don't get that reference. But Danny DeVito voiced Herb Powell, long uh, lost Homer's brother. So, um, yes, I have always wanted a brother my entire life, uh, especially a baby brother. I would love to just take care of him and and do whatever he needed. 
Um, and if I found out that I had a long lost brother, I would love him immediately. That would be fun. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a brother and he's an asshole, but we did get along. <laughs> we did get along when we were younger and we used to do a lot of stuff. So speaking of wrestling, we were huge wrestling fans. We used to collect all the toys. We used to, you know, wrestle each other, wrestle our cousins. Uh, I got in a lot of trouble. I broke my sister's bed by doing a finishing maneuver. And I was like, Ooh, my dad's like, how'd it break? And I was like, oh, I just broke somehow. I don't know. I just broke <laughs> it somehow. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I found it like that. What'd yeah. you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I only got diesel. Only got diesel. Probably Tommy boy fans out there. Yeah. But um, it's funny that we have to sometimes say our references because we just we we know them. But I'm sure people are like, what the fuck are they talking about? Right. But anyways, you're really um, smart. <laughs> What do you say? 20, 22 miles. miles. <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> Get a different map. So, um, yeah, but, uh, you know, growing up with with like if and when I have kids, I definitely want to have at least two so they can have a sibling because I know friends who are only child or only children. And they're like, dude, I, I wish I had a sibling. I wouldn't care if it's a brother or sister, but it was fun having a brother because, yeah, you do all those things. You'd go camping, you'd play sports. We were on same sports teams, all that kind of stuff. And, um, and it was, and it was neat, you know, there was something to it for sure. You had just this, this brotherly bond. So, um, yeah, I, like I said earlier too, it would be very odd to find a twin of myself, but I would do a lot of fun stuff. We would go build a fort and go riverboat gambling and make our own beef jerky. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah. That Probably would be fun. Stepbrothers fans out there. Again, yeah. reference. <laughs> <laughs> We've literally done none of those things. I know. <laughs> so you were speaking to this earlier too, just about him being this just massive human being. But my one of my biggest gripes that I think is so interesting, but maybe it's why they're so funny, is no one ever acknowledges how gigantic Arnold is in every film. I mean, he's a massive human being. And in Jingle All the Way, he's a mattress salesman. And no one questions how big of a human he is. Or Kindergarten Cop, it's like, this guy is fucking huge. How is he a kindergarten teacher? I think the moms do. When, yeah, um, yeah. When he's walking to school. I think they're like, oh my god, is that your teacher? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they think he's like attractive and stuff too. It's so yeah. I, I think you could do that with a normal size guy too. But um, I, I just think it, it's so funny because he'll play like right. a scientist, if, like, if in like Ryan G- Reynolds showed up to the school to be a teacher. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm thinking movies like like Junior and True Lies. His wife knows him. Um, and maybe he had like a past bodybuilding thing, but yeah, he's an accountant, right? Or an insurance salesman or whatever. And he's just this massive, he's like a computer. Yeah. (laughs) Do you imagine him? (laughs) He'd be like Mr. Incredible. So, um, I just think it's so funny and he's just an unusually massive dude and people just accept it. But, but why does this work for you in, in movies? (laughs) Uh, no, I guess not. So like when he's Mr. Freeze and my favorite part is when (laughs) he's like on that, uh, when he when he falls into the experiment goes wrong and and Mr. Freeze falls into the vat of freeze juice and he's just like there's an explosion that goes off and he's like ah, ah, and he falls in there. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing ever. But part of it isn't even the laugh. It's just him in a lab coat that makes me laugh because it's just so absurd that what science I mean. Obviously, there's got to be a giant scientist out there somewhere, but it just seems so weird and so out of place to just putting him in a lab coat all of a sudden just makes it ridiculous. It's it's so funny because it's like a triple XL lab coat and it's just, you know, he's looking at beakers and he's doing typical science stuff. It doesn't make any <laughs> Give sense. Give me my PPE, please. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And it's so ridiculous, but I think that's the beauty of it. I mean, that's why. That's why I love Jingle all the way so much is because we talked about how funny he can be. And he's hilarious in that movie. And Sinbad's really funny, too. But I mean, Arnold just really takes the cake. And I'm always like, my wife's cookies. (laughs) (laughs) You're eating my cookies. (laughs) But he's just so big. And I mean, everybody knows. And I think he uses that to his strength, no pun intended, of of his acting skills. He he knows he's a big guy. So he does things where he's like very odd. And I, I think... Um, like, so I talked about home sweet home alone on the last podcast. And I think a funny, funny thing that I've heard from a lot of pundits on the internet and, and Twitter and whatever is it would be great to have Macaulay Culkin in a remake of home alone, but they hire Macaulay Culkin now and treat him like an eight year old and no one knows the difference. Like everybody on screen treats him like an eight year old. And I think that would be <laughs> hilarious. Right. So with Arnold, I think that's funny when people do that. It's they kind of are just it's they're nonchalant about the whole thing about him being this just massive human being. It um it just goes with it. But yeah. Yeah. 
I don't. Do you know how tall he is? He's about six six. Is uh, he really that tall? He might be six two. Actually, I yeah, I don't think he's that tall. He might be like six two. Then I know he's pretty. He's pretty damn tall. I mean, I think he's tall next to like a normal average size human. He's six. But... He's six two. Sorry, yeah, he's six two. Okay, yeah. All right. So, yeah. So it, it makes sense to pair him with shorter fellows, like people that are like five seven or something, uh, just so it, it he looks larger on screen. You know. Yeah. Um, and they got the Hollywood hocus pocus and all that stuff, but yeah, um, Lord of the Rings cameras, <laughs> right? Yeah, I know it's funny. It's like, uh, who was I just talking to about this? Like, sort of a Fred and Wilma. Was I talking to you about that? Like, my dad and my mom. Mm, so my I mom, and my dad. So. My dad's really big, and then my mom is really tiny, and oh, so yeah. they always just look like Fred and Wilma next to each other from the Flintstones. And so I think that Arnold's like that too, where he's just a big old dude. And then, so whoever you put him next to is just a Wilma. <laughs> so it's always kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, but like the Clane boys, they're big dudes too. They really are. All of them uh, are big. So when he's fighting them, you know, it's kind of, there's a distance that's between them, you know, that separates him. It's always kind of interesting. The the dude that he fights in True Lies in the bathroom, the um, let's yeah. just say like Middle Eastern guy, he um, that guy's a big dude too, and I mean everybody in in the movie Running Man, they're all really big too. Like Jesse the Body Ventura is big. I mean they're, right. they're big because they're on gladiators, purpose. basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're supposed to be larger than life, and right. he actually looks kind of small next to some of them. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he really does. It's yeah. it, it's, it's fascinating. Um, yeah, you know. <laughs> Here is Sub Zero now Plane Zero. So. That's such a terrible line. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. I absolutely oh, love really? it because it's it's there's something a, I would say. <laughs> there's like a beat too. He's yeah. like Sub Zero now Plane Zero. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I would say if I'm trying to think of something cool with like chains falling on. Him. I'd be like yeah. Change later or something like that, and be yeah. like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'd be like, let, let me put thirty skittles in my mouth before yeah. I come up with a quip. He used to call me Chomp. Yeah. <laughs> Had straight C's to call me Chomp. One hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know, man. He he's a big fella, and and there are times where I'm just kind of caught off guard. In this one, it works because he's huge and and. Dan DeVito says like, hey, what's with all these bumps all over your body, you know? And so it, it is funny. It's like you're swollen. <laughs> he's supposed to be a genetically engineered super bean. So that makes sense. Yeah. But you're right. There are a lot of movies where they just they don't they don't address it. It's weird. I mean, like, I'll have, a, what he, I'll have what he's having. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. So Vincent, he's a character who literally was told he's the leftovers or the useless parts of what Julius was. <laughs> I'm the crap. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's it's pretty awful, man. He yeah. he was passed over, but he's smart. Not like everybody says, like dumb. You know, he's smart. He yeah. wants respect, but he constantly gets angry and lashes out during the film. Um, and you know what? I I understand. So, do you think it's justified that he does this? And have you ever felt like you were maybe an accident or maybe the lesser sibling? Um, so I do feel like his, his attitude makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, he, he, it makes sense for him to be jaded. Uh, he didn't have anything. He was an orphan. Some in his mind, somebody left him, you know, to, to take care of himself and it's his problem. And so the only person he could ever depend on was himself. And that makes perfect sense. Um, I totally get that, especially when you see Arnold, who, who was educated and grown up with people that love him and he's surrounded by loved ones and, and he had this amazing life um, that there's two very different, there are two stark differences right there. And so it makes sense. And when he, when, when Arnold tells him that, like you were alluding to earlier about you didn't have any of this stuff, you had no one loved you, uh, that is really heartbreaking and it makes perfect sense. Um, and it's still sad because he's not going to change overnight. You know, he's, He's still he maybe he wants to trust Julius, but, you know, how could he? Right. He's, right. He's been lied to his entire life. Everything that he knows has been a lie, especially now when he finds out this whole experiment thing was was a mistake. The for milkshake him. machine. <laughs> yeah. When he says all the leftover crap is what you see in the morning in the mirror every morning. You're like, whoa, that's a horrible take, way of saying it too. take a class in bedside <laughs> manner there, doc. Fucking yeah. asshole. <laughs> Yeah. It's pretty terrible. And so that makes perfect sense. And I love how Arnold comes to bat for him, like right then and there. Uh, that That is such an incredible thing. And um, it, it gets me in the feels. And 
Uh, no, I, me personally, I have never felt like I was an accident. Um, I've never felt like I was the lesser sibling. Uh, one, because I am the, the first born male and the baby. Of the <laughs> I kind of got a twofer there. Um, I'm what you call a keeper. You play opinion. with swords all the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, but no, I, I never felt, uh, lesser loved or anything like that. Uh, I am very fortunate and, um, uh, my parents were great parents growing up. My dad lost his way at some point uh, when I became an adult, but uh, as a father, he was um, he was there for me. So that's great. But yeah. um, no, I, I'm I'm pretty lucky. But uh, I, I agree 100. percent I think that I think that Vincent is uh, you know, he's a tragic tragic character, and he has a he has more room to grow than any other character in this movie. And thankfully he does by the end of it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't know if it necessarily excuses him stealing cars, but it gives more context to why he does the things that he does is he's been on his own for forever. And you just have to kind of grift and work your way through life, especially in LA. It's so hustle hustle. So, um, I, I, I feel for him. And that was, you're absolutely right. It was such an awful way of him saying you're the useless parts of him. It's like, dude, fuck you, man. Right. What a, what a dork. So, yeah. I'll like the strength of pride when Julius and all the leftover crap went into yeah. what you see in the mirror every morning. <laughs> so funny. But like, you know, when Julius goes to uh, the orphanage or wherever he was raised, um, he's like, and this is where he must have slept. And it's like, how did you know? It's the closest one to the fire alarm. If there was a fire, I could <laughs> ring the alarm and save all the other orphans. And she's like, well, we had one fire. Vincent Benedict started it. <laughs> That's so funny. And then he sleeps with that nun and she gets disgraced and has to leave the order. And then yeah. he steals the money and, and skips town. <laughs> I think that's so crazy. He's quite the guy that Vincent. Yeah, he's a ladies' man. It's his uh, his his ponytail too. Yeah, <laughs> it is him. the ponytail. That was a that was a product of the late '80s, early '90s. Oh sure. man, yeah. I like it when the ladies like, excuse me, don't trust that man. Never sleep with that man, and don't <laughs> yeah. ever give him any money. <laughs> that's free advice, and that's like a neighbor. I know. It's so t- <laughs> even funnier. I love that. I just. Just the, the whole community, everyone except for um, his girlfriend just knows that he is terrible. Just a sleazeball. <laughs> uh, Linda, yeah. But I mean, that's one of the interesting things, right? Is like when you're in love with somebody, that other stuff just doesn't matter. You're, you, you, don't, you don't see it. Right. She, we look at Danny DeVito and we're like, him? <laughs> and, uh, and she is... You know, she keeps coming back to him. She trusts him. She does whatever she can to protect him. I think that that's uh, an interesting dynamic. And meanwhile, her sister, Marnie, is like, what are you doing? Fucking (laughs) losing, man. Yeah, totally. I agree, man. I know. So the final thing I wanted to ask you is you absolutely love this movie. So why is this film so timeless to you? Um, And then additionally, do you think it could ever be remade? Um, so this movie I think is timeless because the jokes aren't like all that like meta per se, you know, like everything that's happening in this movie is like situational and it's funny. Um, you know, it's, it's, this it's this duo that's just making magic on screen. And I think that that is just hilarious. Everything that these two do, they're so polar opposite. It's just, it's just funny. And, and the talent on screen is amazing. Uh, I'm not. I'm not worried about like the technology that's present on screen. The clothes obviously are a little bit crazy, but you know, we don't really everything that they do. I feel like it's a movie that could be made today. You know what I mean? So I don't really want to see it being remade. I think that comedies are, are, are amazing and, and hold the test of time. But the idea of a sequel um, or spiritual successor or something like that, uh, I'm totally cool with, uh, you know, we were talking earlier off the air about triplets uh, with Arnold and Dan DeVito and um, Tracy Morgan. Uh, that is a movie that has been trying to be done for like 30 years, originally with Eddie Murphy. Um, I, I think that there's something there. Uh, there it does have a lot of charm, but I, I wouldn't want to see this movie remade per se. Right. But um, I just I just think it's hilarious. Dude. I, I can quote this movie all goddamn day. <laughs> I, I love the character choices. I like how Dan DeVito's character is just this this the skeevy little rat who's scheming, yeah. you know, he's literally just like, how can I make more money? Um, I, I love that. And I can't believe, so, um, 
David Caruso. He's the he's the I'm going to need the four dollars. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) he's that guy. And what kind of asshole would still have a job if cars just keep getting stolen? Yeah, shifts. Seriously, I'd be going. I don't know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Oh man. But I like. I mean, I don't know. I just. I like how he has to, how Danny DeVito has to wheel and deal to get through life. You know, he's he's got a lot of different scams going on. Like he's selling those socks. Yeah. Just he's don't like, call them cheap. That? <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. It's like, what are you doing, guy? Look at these socks for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's pedaling car. He's fucking taking cars to chop shops. He's selling socks. He's got this uh, this office, you know, with rented furniture. Um, everything about him just screams like grifter. And I, and I fucking love it, dude. Yeah, like, I think con 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 men, you know, grifters, whatever. I I'm always fascinated with what they can get away with. You know, they are they are the ultimate salesperson, and I'm always fascinated by that. As, as a salesman of of the past, and someone that loves talking and engaging with people, and I answer my door to whoever fucking knocks. I love to hear everyone's pitch. So I would listen to Danny DeVito's character. I would listen to Vincent Benedict tell me about his fucking socks. And so that's just who I am. I love hearing sales pitches. And so part of me has a soft spot for for that kind of character and uh, the pushy salesman. And I and I fucking love it. So everything about this movie just is awesome. I like I like the the back the the side story about him owing twenty thousand dollars and you know being in in deep with the sharks. I think it, it gives his brother this moment to be, uh, you know, a knight in shining armor for him to protect him, not let anything bad happen to him. Uh, and you just see what kind of trouble he's really in. And if these two didn't find each other, he would have died that that very day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. Do you have a, a favorite line from the movie? Uh, I have a couple. Sure. So, what are they? Sure, sure. <laughs> so I like it when... Anytime Julius starts to give the 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 rules of a crisis situation, oh yeah, <laughs> like Dan DeVito's like interjecting, he's like, "Oh, you attack first, or you know, he's like, uh, he's like, you ask first, then you attack, <laughs> and then <laughs> you didn't do that." Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, like, I like stuff like that. Um, I like it when she's like, "What were you grow? Did you grow up on a desert island or something?" And he's like. Well, actually, I come from a tropical island. <laughs> and he starts giving the coordinates, and then Dane DeVito walks by and he hears this conversation. He just like rolls his eyes, like this fucking guy. <laughs> um, I love that too. Uh, I like the whole exchange at the end when uh, they're arguing about. Uh, he's like, "I was halfway to Brazil, and then I felt you," and then he comes back, <laughs> and then um, and the, and Webster's like, he's like uh, Benedict. Like to drop the suitcase, and he's like, "Oh yeah, sorry." <laughs> he just goes on to arguing again. I fucking laugh every time he does that. He's like, "Open it, open it." <laughs> he's like, "Close it, open it, close it, open it, close it." I just fucking laugh so much. Oh, and fun fact: so anytime I bake a cake, I put toys on it to spruce that goose, and and it's because of this movie that I do that. When when Linda baked the cake for for vincent it has like all these fun little things happening on there's this crazy yeah. thing going on <laughs> and i love that i like totally just made a twinkle in my eye when i was a kid and so i always just love toys on cake so any cake i've ever baked in my entire life i have put some kind of toys on it i even made like a zombie apocalypse cake once and it was pretty cool <laughs> it's pretty awesome yeah so i have twins to thank for that there you go I like it. Yeah, I agree with you. Do you have any final thoughts or and, and what's your letter grade on this movie? Um, so as a comedy, I give this movie an A. I realize that there isn't a whole lot there like plot wise, but <laughs> I think this movie is so funny. I could watch it any day of the week. I've seen it a thousand times, so I have to give it an A. If you haven't seen it, it's worth the shot. It's uh, streaming on Peacock, I believe. Yeah. And um, I think it's just so much fun. You know, it's, you've we've talked at nauseum about how awesome Arnold is. And this is one of those movies that shows that he is more than just, you know, an action star. He can, he can do it all. And, and I think if you're good at comedy, you could, you could be good at drama. And I think if you're good at drama, you could be good at comedy. It's all about timing and delivery and, and being real and being in the moment and being genuine. And I think that Arnold can bring that. And um, it's great, especially being opposite of someone like Dan Vito, who's just, you know, 
a super talented man. So yeah, uh, I think the two bring funny. out the best in each other. Totally. So I think this one's more of a B for me. Um, I still laughed a lot and I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's 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 a really easy watch. It's an hour and a half. Um, so, you know, substantially better than knocked up. But um, and I, I infinitely like it more. But yeah, it's it's, it's a B for me. Um, it, this is like a movie that if, if I had cable, you know, that old adage of I would watch it if it was on TV sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's cool that it, when it's streaming, I'm like, oh, sweet, I'll just put twins on. Like, that's something that I would probably do with this movie. So. Yeah, cool, man. I enjoyed it. Twins. Two thumbs way, way up. Yeah. Says Cavender and Rancourt <laughs> of the not Chicago times. <laughs> yeah. We don't oh. do the Chicago. Uh, they don't they don't like anything good in Chicago. <laughs> I love Chicago. It's a, it's, a, it's a fun city, so I don't want anybody from Chicago to be upset. Yeah. That Lake Michigan. It's uh, it's choppy water. Yeah. Superior. I don't know if that's if that's the one that's on there. Isn't it Michigan? It's probably Lake Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of them, one of them bodies. One of those there. great lakes. But yeah. uh, cool. All right, man. Is that the show? I think that is the show. Take cool. us on out. All right. Thank you for listening to the dumb. Get out of there. There's a bomb in there. There's a bomb in there. So thank you for listening to the Don't Be Crazy Podcast. Remember to follow us on Twitter at DBCrazyPod, at EdgyArmo, and at ZachDale60, where you can share your thoughts with us and we will discuss them on our show. We love movie recommendations, so if you see something that you want us to talk about, uh, whether it be good or bad, as long as it's not The Fountain, um, I don't really want to watch that movie. But uh, yeah, let us know and uh, just make sure it's streaming. Please be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts. If you like us, rate us and review. It's great. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your twin brother. Uh, Please also be sure to check out the Geek Legacy podcast with David, Randy, and Justin. They are some hilarious guys who love talking about toys. Sometimes I have to fast forward because I'm like, I don't know anything that they're saying. I don't even know. I don't like (laughs) it I was like, I I don't know these acronyms that they're using. I I sell toys for a living and I don't even like talking about all those guys. (laughs) It's so funny when Randy comes alive, though. It's it's great. I know. That's why David does it. He's like, yeah. oh, let me just get him talking about toys for a minute. I do get I do get some stuff out of it. I listen to it on my runs, and I do gather some things up with it, though, for sure. So. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, it is. But just remember, please don't be crazy. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. 